punk rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello world, this is Wastelands and I'm Adam Obscene and with me as always is the mighty, mighty... Mighty. Makama. Hey, Ad. So good to be with you. And hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Mate, we've got a little nasty today that we have um, that you couldn't bear yourself to watch, which is hilarious. So when you got on, listeners, just to uh, fill you in, I made him watch the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're going to take. We're gonna and, take um, there. I'm glad I watched that minute. That 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 minute uh, helped me solidify my own uh, thoughts on 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 the movie. Sure. So let's play the trailer, and we'll see you on the flip side. This is Tabula Rasa Mission Control. All systems running at 100. percent Starting main engine. Everyone ready to go to the moon? Bye. Oh, you're having disturbance. Mission Control, you copy. You're not getting back on course. One. Great Let's see that. Captain, I think you should see this. Back to the ship. Why are there sharks on the moon? Americans. Welcome to them. Henry! Where did they take him? We are going home. You're from Earth? Protect the ship at all costs. It's either us or them. <laughs> Shark side of the moon, listeners. Uh, Tubi made asylum special made made especially for Tubi. Um, trailer looks particularly good in the okay. sense that it pulls all the bits and pieces together. Um, Got you. It, but, listeners, you'll be very well versed in in our love hate relationship for Asylum. In the fact yeah. that I love them, <laughs> Mark hates them, and I hate them. Now, <laughs> and and. We have a long, awesome friendship, Adam, and there's been a bit of this over the years, and it just makes me love you even more that, like, this <laughs> that this is your bag. This is your bag. Like, you, tr- last episode, you trashed Roller Junkies so hard, but this week, we are back, and we are going to discuss your... Absolute love for Shark Side of the Moon. This is what keeps us on the air, people. It's it's kind of funny, isn't it? When you think of like, well, what yep. what in the world delineates what what is the line in the sand for me that says that Shark Side on the Moon is a good bad movie? Yep. And like last yep. week, like the the trash can of dog dirt, which was uh, Roller Junkies, is a bad movie. Yep. And I think it's imagination for me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I've got a theory, Ads. Okay, let me put this to you. Last week, you boldly claimed on air for the world that Roller Junkies had officially killed your love of trash movies. Could this be your rebirth? Have you chosen – not only has have you chosen Dark Side of the – Shark Side of the Moon, but maybe do you feel like – 
shark side of the moon has maybe chosen you. Well, I think in some respects I felt uh, impure at the end of last week's episode and so I went back <laughs> to my comfort zone, the, that, that cosy place in the world that, is, that I know of that is asylum to basically yep. reinvigorate my love of all things shite and, um, and <laughs> asylum did it. Asylum has done it. Asylum is one of those I, – I kind of attribute them to a modern-day trauma in the sense yeah. that they don't pretend to be anything other than what they are. And I don't think that maybe um, the, 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 the makers of the previous episode's film probably don't pretend to be anything. It's just that Asylum do it with a, with a, with a finesse that is – which is not – which isn't warranted. <laughs> so, like, they really, and, and this is because they have coined the term mockbuster. So they go in at dirty Z grade yeah. but treat it like a blockbuster. And I think that, that, that yeah, there's yeah. something in that where you just got to smirk and go, you cocky bastards. Like, well, yeah. well done because, you know, you're actually – you're selling shit for gold. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and and there's obviously monkeys like me which are buying so or at least, or at least watching it for free on Tubi or watching um, it yeah yeah for sure so I think yes to back to your question yes I did look at reinvigorating my love of um, bad movies but I got to say mate this this movie touched on a couple of things that even before I watched it, I read the synopsis, which is decades ago, the USSR developed unkillable sharks and launched them to the moon. Today, a team of American astronauts will endure the fight of their lives. Now, there's some key elements in that statement that just gets me. Like, straight away, USSR developed. So, we're talking Cold War era, you know, Soviet yeah. propaganda. You're talking about unkillable, genetically engineered shark soldiers, <laughs> and you're talking yep. about the moon and the American American astronauts, uh, you know, getting nailed. So, what you got here is elements. I said it in the video clip that I dropped on Thursday, which is for me, it's got the feeling of Universal Soldier. So a bit of Dolphin Van Dam, you know, is in that genetically engineered super soldier. You've got Jaws. Dolphin. Dolphin. You've got Jaws, clearly, because of the sharks. So a bit of Spielbergian yeah. suspense. Uh, might be stretching a little bit. And then that unreal, amazing uh, international co-collaboration film called Iron Sky, which was an Australian-Dutch, I think Australian-Dutch-German mm. collaboration, which was Nazis on the Moon, um, you know, which – which would the Nazis had sent and they escaped Earth at the end of uh, World War Two to set up a colony on the dark side of the moon and then come back. So it has that type of feeling oh, all mixed in together. So when I saw that, I went, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with a with all the the open heartedness that you go into and seriousness that you go into watching ah, a movie that clearly yeah. is like. You know, it's not setting any expectations, dude. It's the, it, oh, I the, see. Even so the, this even the title, even the title is a pun. <laughs> you know, seriously, yes, it's fantastic. It's, it's, so I, it's I see what you're saying. Yeah, this this is like you have had your heart broken by roller junkies, and this is you getting over that breakup. Shark, shark side of moving the moon. on. Shark side of the moon is my the rebound, rebound girl movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. 
H- how do you get over one movie? Get right back under another one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, um, and this one does have all those. <laughs> we're going to move straight on from that. Uh, this one does have all those elements. Like it has killer what? thumb, killer thumbnail art. It's like reminiscent of the VHS. Oh, I thought you meant it actually had a killer thumbnail. Like oh, yeah. a, well, actually, okay. they actually do. But um, look, there's not really like basically the premise goes like this. Lawson here, if you're even interested, is that. The Soviets have developed this super soldier. It gets, you know, through a series of mishaps, through bundling, bungling scientists, of course, the uh, the super soldiers break free. So this, the only way that they can save mankind is they load them all onto a Soviet-era um, space shuttle and um, two brave scientists launch themselves to the moon. Um Okay. And they and so for decades they they've been on the moon and you know not a peep is nor heard because they're on the dark side. Um, move forward some amount of time, who knows? Who cares? Um, that the the Americans have developed space travel to the level of probably Star Trek and uh, uh, doing all this janky Star Trek inspired uh, captain commander and you know doors opening closing and oh we're hitting turbulence let's bounce ourselves all around the fucking cabin um and the season they, two of Star Trek yeah season two of captain captain Kirk um, with sharks and so they get onto the moon and they get knocked off course or some shit as always happens and they go to the wrong side of the moon and discover this colony of sharks <laughs> And the sharks have adapted to be able to breathe non-oxygen, clearly because they don't breathe oxygen. They breathe water. Sure. So, anyway, they can they can do that shit. Uh, I've got to say, at this point, there is nothing scientific <laughs> in this What's that thing? Subs, subs, uh, the suspension of um, disbelief. Disbelief, you, yeah. Is required checking into this movie. So, check yeah, into okay. the movie and check out your... Um, your sensibilities and Brain. logic, because literally, like nothing makes fucking sense in it. Um, but well, you know, you know, like they they add like good science fiction uh, to make a good science fiction story. You have to have an element of truth in it. Now, that doesn't apply to this. Well, you know, there's also that flip side of the good science fiction needs to refer to something that it, at the time that it's written or made is a hundred percent not plausible at all. So. <laughs> So, because that's what inspires it to become plausible. So, in that case, this is the greatest piece of science fiction ever fucking made, um, because none of it is plausible. But uh, anyway, like, I, I digress. Like normal, they they you you find these brutally bad um, shark human hybrids that are sort of like shark on the top, human arms, legs. The most at a quick glance and a squint, the CGI is good. But any prolonged um, scrutiny on the screen will demonstrate that when they have fight scenes, the it's that classic where the director's gone to the actors. Now, fight as if you're jabbing a giant hybrid human shark soldier in the face with a pike. And so they're all just like, jab, jab. And then they'll intersect it with bad CGI of the shark swiping back, but you never see them in the same shot at the same time. So it's just that really great, like, um, joke. Like, yeah. so it's like, I'm jabbing you, I'm swiping you. And then you'll see someone get eaten, but then it's off screen and then there'll be an arm dangling around, that sort of business. It's just, it's just 
it takes all the tick boxes of a classic B movie and just amplifies it in space. The explosions are crap. The dialogue is hilarious. <laughs> um, the CGI is borderline at best. But you know, again, you know, you said it's hard for me. Lawsoners don't try to make logic of what I like and don't like because no one knows that. But in yeah, the spectrum of things, there all the things that are wrong in this movie. Are in, uh-huh. I believe are intentional to make it make it wrong, which makes it enjoyable, as opposed to inept filmmaking. Okay, like it takes ah. it takes a lot of knowledge to make a film this bad. <laughs> ah, <laughs> this is like, should we spend, can we spend a million dollars on on special effects? We could, or we could spend thirty grand and still get the yeah. same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would a hundred thousand right? Would one hundred? Would a million dollars on special effects make this movie any better? No. Yeah. No. So why spend a million dollars on special effects? You know. So that's my point. I think it's it, it's it's a fun ride. It's a popcorn. Check your door. Check your brain at the door. Um, and with weird nods and in jokes that don't land, which in this sort of movie are kind of funny. Like it's just like yeah, you know, a, sort of um. The directors in this are interesting because they are sort of asylum uh, <coughs> staples. The asylum has a wheelhouse of directors and whatnot. So the two directors, <coughs> it's Glenn Campbell and Tammy Klein. Th- this duo were responsible for. What are they country? Are they country and western stars? <laughs> it's like yeah. It, oh yeah, click. <laughs> That's great. So on their on their after what their, the- <laughs> Tammy Didn't Klein? they sing I Wish You Had a Circular Driveway so you'd never have to leave? Is, is that them? I think it might be. Um, mm. Mm. So anyway, but what they were involved in was um, <laughs> we say that uh, the Asylum made their, made, their, made their bill on Mockbusters. They then yep. built in some credibility and started to go down the line and still do. They've sort of split the business into Mockbusters into some you know, genuinely good genre-based um, TV series um, like Z Nation and Black Summer. This is made for Tubi, so they've gone full back into it. And I think, you know, these guys um, were responsible for the Mockbuster ripoff of the recently re-released June, um, sort of June, June Reborn or whatever. So, um Oh man! And you've got and you know the actors in it are through. You know some of them have been in the Puppet Master series. Some of them have been in like other shark movies like Megalodon and you know, you know shit like that. Um, oh Megalodon, yes. Which is probably arguably one of the first monster shark kickoffs yeah. back in the early nineties, yeah. which which started this weird trail of destu- destruction that we're on in the film world. Um, so. There's, and there's not really it's 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 funny what I find a crime against humanity is that this has a three out of ten star rating in ID INDB and that pile you of shit that we did more. what's up you think it should be less or more well I think that look, I think it's probably just right but <laughs> <laughs> but com- compared 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 to that. Compared to that pile of shit that we we talked about last week, which had a seven, it's just like there is no yeah, way on earth that was a seven. And this, if that this is a three, that is yes. not a seven. No, it's not a seven. It's only for the bikini girls that it got a seven. I'm sure. And yeah, we've and we've spoken about that. Let's not relive that. I've, I feel like I've finally put that 
behind me. Um, yeah, yeah. So this movie, by I think, goes for 128 minutes. It's in colour. <laughs> it's in colour. <laughs> Important to mention that. <laughs> Adam's just running down the specs of this bad boy. <laughs> and this one. Body count, body count. So this actually, as you would expect in a shark movie, has a killer kill count of 45 kills for a runtime of 88 minutes, which makes the kills per um, minute uh, 0.511 or like one kill every 1.9 minutes. So that's a, that's, that's a kill-a-thon. And look, that's what you get. You get cheesy, gory kills of indiscriminate um, nature and... Um, that's it. <laughs> body count. Body count. I'm so good at that yeah. now. Um, Fuck yeah. In and out. In and out. So that's it, mate. Look, to be honest. Like a laser beam. I was like, like freaking laser beams. Sharks with laser beams. Um, so, mate, look, I, I recommend if you're into shoddy mock mm-hmm. um, buster films, you want to you wanna just have a bit of a giggle, like, I, I found it thoroughly enjoyable because it was just – it was really that bad. Um, but it was bad yeah, for yeah. all the right reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. So this one, this one, Lawson, is, again, like, watch with friends, Adam. Watch to be entertained and, like you said, check your brain at the door. Uh, look, I'm not going to tell Lawson's what to fucking do. They're adults. <laughs> look at <laughs> No, look. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to put it into context. Okay, we, I mean, Lostner's a good, hard-working look, Monday to Friday. Look, Lostner, come Saturday look, night. You're loose as a goose. Get, get 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 loose with your friends and watch a shark movie where they just rip people apart. Um, look, depends on your your. It is a good. It's a frat movie, mate. It's a frat movie. Beer pong. Oh, it's a frat movie. Beer, of course, beer, it is. Beer pong. We don't even have frats in Australia. Yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even realize they were real things. I thought it was a make-believe Hollywood thing. But, you know, like... I thought it was a John Belushi thing. Yeah, it probably was. I think he invented them, didn't he? He's the, you know, it goes yeah, in the book of Belushi that on the fourth day, John created the frat. <laughs> the frat. And that was that. That was that. Look at us go. Laying down some lines <laughs> for our new rap band. Um, rap, wow. rap band. <laughs> oh, was that, was, that crap literally, was that literally the whitest thing ever said in the history of men? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. There was something I said the other day that was the whitest thing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, no. I'm that dude now. All right, listeners. So check it out. It's on Tubi. I'll put the links in the liner notes on wastelands.com.au. You can uh, hit us up on the socials at Wastelands Radio Show. It's on Twitter as Wastelands RS or on Insta, on Facebook, and bloody TikTok. Bloody TikTok. And I'm, ashamed. I'm ashamed of ourselves. I'm not. It's great. So much fun. Um, so there's so much, so much schlock on there. Um, I just like destroying other people's algorithms. Um, and the other thing <laughs> is you can also catch us. Send us a send us a Gmail on the interwebs at uh, Wastelands Radio Show at gmail dot com. Uh, Mark, just a post, sounds good. Just a postscript. Uh, just really yes. want to put out a happy birthday to our favourite author uh, Stephen King, who turned seventy-five on the twenty-first of this month. Uh, happy birthday, mate! That's 
absolutely bizarre and weird that uh, he's cracked wow. over, you know, th- what is it, three quarters of a century? Is that some mass? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's three quarters of a century. That's that's wild. And so happy birthday, Mr. King. Uh, you've made our lives a lot better. And here's two more years, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's, yes, please. yes, please. Yes, please. More more Stephen King, more books. You make you do make our world a better place, Mr. King. Well said, Adam. All right, mate. Uh, if that's nothing else to add, is there anything more you'd like to add? It's good night from him. And it's good night from me. Me? Yeah. Escape you. Before you say another word. Like, oh, oh, like this.